What's going on guys, it's episode 63 of Real Church Matters Where we talk real church matters because real church matters I'm Forrest Hall, I'm here with Philip Hall And of course, we're just happy to be here How you doing Philip? I'm alright You alright? Yeah, can't complain, it's not Thursday Thursday, beautiful day, nice weather <laughs> Sleepy. Yeah, yeah, I see. Yeah, yeah. Get up, get up, get up, man. House uh, keeping. Realchurchmatters.com is where you can find all of the information on there. You'll find a link to go do likewise. One of our favorite blogs from our sister Antoinette Allen. She's always sharing a great word. It's good to get it in different mediums. You can get it from hearing the podcast. You can get it from reading the blog get it from reading the bible devotionals going to your local church but just any and all ways that you can get it is another way that you can daily renew your spirit so please check that out uh you can search her uh go do likewise or likewise life on any social media outlets as far as social media for us it's real church matters except for twitter where it's real church mttrs if you would like to support us and give, you can always do so through patreon.com forward slash real church matters. If you give a dollar or more, you get access to a little more matters where we talk about uh, a little further into the topics. Uh, I wanted to have a conversation about Kanye West in a little more matters. So you'll see us. Uh, you'll hear that if you're a member. Easy. <laughs> You'll hear that uh, later on. Also, Philip, I want you to share your um, information. How can people reach you? It's Philip Hall underscore the pro on Instagram. I mean, you can reach me there. I'm, I'm mainly there. I'm not really on Facebook that much, but if you type my full government name in Facebook, I pop <laughs> up. It's Philip with one L, last name Hall. Right, and if uh, you're interested in music and getting production done, and he has a, a great resume of production and stuff, so you can definitely reach out to him on those regards or just ask questions or send him encouragement. If you have questions relating to Real Church Matters, you can always go to askme at realchurchmatters.com. I, I'm pretty good about emailing back. I, um, I appreciate the encouragement we've been getting. I've been sharing it with Philip so he he understands and sees that uh, we're doing a lot more than just throwing around nouns, verbs, adverbs, and adjectives. Yeah, it helps. It helps to know that it's affecting uh, different people in their walk with Christ. That, you know, we walking together because a lot of stuff that I know that we talk about on here, I'm dealing with or I've dealt with. So, you know, it's a beautiful thing. It is. And... Yeah, we should stop at Starbucks before. Do black people still go to Starbucks? We... I, hey, this black person do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't really drink coffee and stuff, but you like you need something. But this word will give you a good, quick espresso shot. Yeah, dopio. Let's do it. Episode 63, we talking about sacrifice. Sacrifice. So I'm very interested in sacrifice. I was having a conversation with a, a few people last week about sacrifice. And one of the things that popped up in my conversations, they always stick with me. And then I usually end up preaching about it or podcast or something. But the fact that people sacrifice all the time, but a sacrifice to God isn't a true sacrifice. If you aren't sacrificing for his sake, that means that your loss has to be his, his gain. gain. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. The problem is, is that a lot of people just look at sacrifice as what they're losing and think that everything they're losing is going to be a thing that's seen by God as acceptable. But if your loss isn't his gain, then it's not acceptable. It's not. Loss is against the, I mean, it's against the, the law and the Christian, can't, you know, the Christendom nowadays, like people consider loss as something that shouldn't happen. They, they like, man, I decree and declare, I, I speak this in the atmosphere and stuff yeah. like that. Like, and I asked somebody, I said, hey, so what happens when God wants something that you don't want? 
And he was had a stuck face. And, you know, I left him with that. I said, you know, figure that out for me. Yeah. Because I, I want to know. But that's the perspective that we're going to talk about today. Number one, taking an L is a part of the Christian walk. Number two, if you take an L but it's a gain to God, it's not really an L. Number three, if you take an L and it's not a gain to God, you just took an L. <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> that's the reality. Yeah, that's the hard fact. It's, it's hard to break it to people, though. It's hard to break it to them. They do things like, yo, I just, something just put in my heart, and I just took and I just gave $1,000 to the church. That's awesome. But if that you took that L and God didn't ask you to do it, then it's not a gain to him. Thank God. So that money's gone because you can't, there's no refunds. Mm-mm. But you didn't take, you took an L. You took a real L. Our L's are supposed to be W's to God. Jesus took an L on the cross. I know everybody be like, you know, celebrating and saying victory. No, he took an L. He felt every bit of it too. But it was a win for God. And he understood that. That's why he said, not my will, but thy will be done. Because nobody wants to take a L. The crazier question is, what was Jesus's will? <laughs> you know this world was. He said, yeah. he said, take this cup from me. No one wants to take an L. Nobody. Not even Jesus. I'm, even I'm going to be sitting here talking today. I'm not excited about the L's I got to take. But I'm going to take them. Why? Because they mean W's to God. Whose scoreboard are y'all paying attention to? Wow. Do you get what I'm saying? Because in the concept of life, it's really two, it's two teams going. It's you and God. And who are you trying to get points for? And who do you want to win? And why do you think God is supposed to help you win if it forfeits his game? God. Why? That's where we at with this stuff. Your points don't even matter. They don't even matter. Like, your name ain't even on the scoreboard. Yeah, you're not even really there. It's just flesh. It just say flesh up there. Yeah. I mean, all of us work, play for the floor of the flesh. Yeah. That's, that's what it, the reality is, is that everybody's moving in a way where they expect God to be a player on their team when he's playing for a whole different team. And God is moving in a way that he wins and not you. And if your his win is not your win, then you're losing. Absolutely. That's what we was created for. We was created to pl- be pleasing to him. And and a lot of times I have to pull, you know, pull myself in like, man, I'm not happy. I'm not cool with this. I'm not cool with that. And I'm like, man, you weren't even created to be cool with anything. You wasn't created to win. You you sitting around pouting. Everybody is because they they're like, I'm, I'm taking so many L's. What, what do you think you came for? You came to take anything that gives God a win. Sometimes your W's give God a win. Sometimes your L's do. But it's never about you. And we have to get over ourselves. If I had to give this a whole subtitle, I would say sacrifice. Get over yourself. He's not after self-love. He's after God's love. Like he, he, That's what he wants. He, wants. He, he, is, he is the Michael Jordan of this thing. He is so focused on winning, he don't even care who plays with him. He'll have you thinking that you you Scottie Pippen when you just B.J. Armstrong. Oh man, B.J. <laughs> <laughs> you just you just you ain't even you know Bill Pack. Who is it? Bill Paxton. Yeah, Bill Paxton is the see, actor. See, we don't remember his name. <laughs> we remember Paxton. I just remember pa- John Paxton. That's what it is. Is it? I don't know. Um, anyway. The reality is, is that we are not playing the game the right way. So we lose more than we win because we don't understand our losses should be wins for God. Absolutely. And I've said this a billion ways already. So let me jump into the scripture. Philippians chapter three, verse seven through eight says, but whatever gain I had, and this is Paul talking and Paul is talking about all the things that he was. He was a, a an accomplished Pharisee. He was a student of the word. He was a, a killer of 
Christians. He kept the, the faith to the T in the understanding of Jewish faith. But he says every bit of reputation that he had, every bit of prestige that he got, every bit of success that he had. He said, whatever gain I had, I counted as loss for the sake of Christ. Wow. Every gain he had, he counted as a loss for the sake of Christ. Because that's our job. Yeah. Did he realize that? He's like, everything that I, I amass that gives me self-worth, I count as loss in order to prov- prove the worth of who, Philip? God. God. All of us are out here moving in a way to, to amass a worth of ourselves. When did we arrive to that point, though? Like, because I challenged myself the other day. I said, I want to look in the Bible. I want to read about somebody who had the life that we aspire to have as Christians. And I did not run into not one person from, you know, Moses to Jonah to all the disciples. You just you don't run into people who just, you know, in that they call it the you know the bonus round of life where they were just receiving all the, the the blessings from God and just was chilling and didn't have no adversity, didn't have no persecution or nothing. And I did not run into not one person where God didn't have them sacrifice the very thing that had them captive in their original life, almost like the Matrix, like you the know, the very thing that gave them worth on this plane of existence. No different than him talking to the young rich ruler, he said. Oh, yeah, you you really do. You do a lot to serve me, but you haven't done a lot for my gain. So this is what I want you to do. Sell all that you have and follow me. Me, everything? Everything. Count everything as a loss for my sake. You You have to take an L so that I see that you're concerned about my win. As believers... We got to be honest, as Christians, we're not really concerned about God's win. We're concerned about our win. And we want God to play a part in that. That's how we have all our relationships, though. All our relationships mirror that. Yeah, absolutely right. (laughs) Everything we do, every person that's in the sphere of influence to us is there because of what they prove to be worse to us. Right. Anybody who can help us win is there. Anybody who's helping us lose, that's when you start seeing those memes and you start seeing people say, I could do bad all by myself. Yeah. Or you start sp- seeing people say, it's time to get the squares out the circle. You know, they're saying all these clever things and most of them are just Drake quotes. But they're saying these things because they're saying, these people aren't helping me win. Yeah, they're not helping me. I mean, the, the key factor is, is me. Me. Yeah. But when are the Christians, because I, I understand how the world works. Yeah. But for the Christian, we talk about real church matters. For the Christian, the Christian should be very interested and connected to how to get a win for God. Right. And are, be willing to sacrifice everything for that sake. It's necessary. It's, it's no other way. It's no roundabout way. That's the one thing with God is there's no shortcut to making him believe that we sacrifice and everything. Yeah. With every other relationship, we can say, baby, you mean everything. Girl, you this. So you can buy something real expensive, and it, it gives the persona that, hey, you mean everything to me. But with God, you can't do none of those things. Yeah. He can only see your heart. Like He knows exactly what you're thinking. He knows where your heart at. Like, and all those prayers and all those praises and, and all of that, Like he sees the current state and where you're at. And then you challenge him at that point because he's like, oh, man, I'm hearing this nonsense. It's like going through somebody's phone and seeing they cheating on you, and then they come to you like, I love you, baby. That's the the equivalent of what God is is. is is dealing it's, with. It's interesting that you say that because when we talk about sacrifice, let's establish that we're talking about love. So people tend to say they love God, but don't want to sacrifice for God. The reason why people struggle in marriages and relationships is because they feel like saying I love you and doing things that benefit both of us is love. Right. Until it's time to do something that only benefits you. Yeah. When it only benefits that person and not you. Do you know what I'm saying? When it only benefits them and you have to sit there and watch them win, even though it means a loss for you, that's love. 
Yeah, absolutely. John 3.16 said, For God so loved the world that he took an L, that whosoever shall believe in him shall not perish, but win. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Right. He took an L so we could win. And that's all he's asking in return is that we love him the same way. way. I took an L for y'all so y'all can win, so y'all can get back to a good place. Why can't you take an L for me so I can get back to a good place? That's not the way we move. Nah, it's not. See, the players get, uh, basketball players, NFL players, they all get bothered when people remind them that as passionate as you are about winning a championship, you're really winning it for the team. You're really winning it for the owner. Yeah. When you're dead and gone, the team will remember the victories that happened through your sacrifice. Yep. Even when they don't remember you. you. The players don't want to hear that. You want to know why? Because they don't want to break the reality that they're win- they're not winning it for themselves. Yeah. It happens to be a win that they can appreciate. Happens to be a win that benefits them. But all the losses they took to get this win... It's for somebody else. else. Even when they win a game, and that means they get a few more million, because they won that game, the team gets a few more billion. Right. And that's enough to eat you up. <laughs> I, I'm going to share this because I was working for FEMA, and I was I was making some good money. And it was like a dream job. I, I would get work done and then have like half the week off and get paid for the whole week. And I was just prancing around and then all of a sudden I stumbled across an invoice and it was an invoice for the total job. And it changed my whole perspective and my willingness to even do the job at this point because I was like, wait a minute. So you mean to tell me my sacrifice is gaining this person so much more than me? And it eats us up. Yeah, because your perspective changed. What you thought was a win, now you saw as a loss. Absolutely, brother. And you saw that your loss was someone else's gain. gain. And that's the reality, is that as believers, we have to come to terms that God is thinking about us. Yeah, he wants us to prosper. Yeah, but he wanted it so much that he took a loss for it. And guess what? He wants him to prosper right. in this earth. Yeah. And in order for him to prosper in this earth, you got to take a loss. He speaks about it in Timothy. He like, look, you know, I'm going to make sure you good as long as you you you, you enduring like what I created you for. I want you to be a soldier for me. As long as you being a soldier for me, I don't want you to entangle yourself with the things of this world. That's I mean, he put it. You got to take a loss. What he was what, what, what Paul was telling Timothy is we, we sacrifice in this game. You, every player that you see, I hate to keep going to sports, but every player, or every soldier that you see is a person who's committed themselves to sacrifice. When I see people who don't do things, yeah. they don't have no skills. You know, there's adults who don't have discernible skills, some type of skill, some type of trade, some type of intellect or knowledge. There's a ton of adults who are like this because no point in their life did they sacrifice. When others were studying in high school, they were playing. When others was in college, they was clubbing. Do you know what I'm saying? They, they, they are upset now because they're not winning, but they didn't know that your W comes after your L. Right. Doesn't come before. You can't say you you can't be walking around here like LeVar Ball and be like, never lost, never lost. No, you going to lose. Right. You're going to take some L's in order for you to get to the place you have to be. But I'm telling you, when you take L's for yourself, that's still an L. When you take L's for God, it's a game. I know tons of people who took tons of L's, sacrificed family, sacrificed everything for ambition. Sacrifice everything for career, for dreams, only to find themselves still holding on to a big fat L. 
Because anytime you take a L, it needs to be for God's W. Period. That's why in verse 8, he says, Indeed, I count everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. We're dealing in a situation, Philip, where the value is off. We don't love God because we don't sacrifice because we don't see the worth of knowing Christ. Yeah. When you see God knowing Christ to be worth it, you sacrifice everything for it. I shared a scripture in a message I just recently preached. As he said, the kingdom of heaven is like a man who finds a treasure in the ground and so excited for the treasure that he found. He don't go and dig up the treasure. He takes everything he has and sells it so he can purchase the land that holds the treasure. That's a person who understood. He said, I don't need none of this other stuff no more. I have all I need right here, when we move in that way, people say all the time, like, I forget about my family. I forget about my wife. I don't put nothing ahead of God. Prove it. Prove it. I was going to get proven either way. Because I'm going to tell y'all, for y'all people who, for you women out here who don't, who have husbands who don't serve God, ask yourself, have you sacrificed? Have you took an L in hopes that God's gain is happening? What I'm saying is, is that some of you don't even share God with your spouse because you don't want to lose the little bit of relationship y'all have. But you you have to be willing to lose your relationship in order to gain a relationship with God for that person. But y'all don't have the guts. Husbands. You're going to lose same it anyway. Thing. You're going you're gonna to lose it anyway. <laughs> Husband's the same thing. You, you, it, everything's going smoothly. You, you like you you just like, man, I'm just happy that I, 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 my eyes are open. You're like, I'm just going to keep praying. I'm going to keep being an example. But you never, you know the things that brought you to Christ was because somebody decided to forget about your feelings, to forget about your relationship, to put everything on the line to give you the gospel. And you can't do the same for your wife. She don't want to mess up the because weekend. Because you don't want to sleep on the couch. You don't want to mess the weekend up, man. Because you don't want to mess the weekend up. Because you had plans. Because you didn't go through the trouble getting those three little blue pills for them to sit on the counter all night. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> the reality is, is that we're not willing to put everything on the table. You get what I'm saying? Is is when, when these guys are gambling and they playing poker, the the guys who really know how to play, they know sometimes in order to bluff somebody, you might not even have a good hand, but in order to bluff them, you gotta put it all in. Yeah. They need to see that you really that at that point they see is serious. They see that you you really mean this. You really stand around. You risking it all. How many people are risking everything? For Christ. How many people are risking careers? You know, I I would like to come to church. But the way my business is set up, the way my this is set up, man, I put I realized that I have to put everything on the back burner if it is not a W for God. Right. Why? Because if I don't, the very thing I'm trying to win, I lose. That's why he said, seek ye first the kingdom. And all these things will be added unto you. He's saying, if your goal is to get a win for me, then I'm going to make sure you win. In everything. In everything. In everything. They was having a press conference and Kyle Corver was, uh, he plays for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Mm -hmm. And they asked him, what was the difference between playing for Allen Iverson? Because if you remember, he played for Allen, with Allen Iverson. He, when he was a young guy. Mm-hmm. And, and he said, what's the difference between Allen Iverson and LeBron? He said, ain't much of a difference. He said, both of them, when you think you getting there early because you got there 15 minutes early, they already there. He said, it's just a way that greatness moves. Greatness is all never interested in doing just enough. Greatness is always interested in going above and beyond. Greatness is always about the sacrifice. Then we wonder why we're not great Christians. 
Right. Then we wonder why we don't go to great churches because nothing that is being done is for God's win. Everything is for our win. Right. We wonder why our marriages aren't great because everybody's out to win. The wife is saying, how come I never win? The husband's saying, how come I never win? The kids are saying, how come I never win? Nobody realized everybody should be taking L's. This whole house should be an L yeah. for the sake of who, Philip? God. For, for the sake of God. We're not talking about sinners and, and worldly thinkers and people that's halfway in, halfway out. We're talking about real Christians and those who are interested in being real Christians. Understand that if you say you love God, the the only way you can show that is that you are interested in his success more than your own. It's true. You know, I had a, uh, something popped in my mind like a, a little while back. Like You're talking about a God who blesses you with an, a whole nother day because he don't even have to. And uh, it's almost like the equivalent of somebody owing you money. And <laughs> they got to watch you, like, you got to watch them spend it every single day. And they're like, hold on one second. I got you. I got you. And then the next day, they do the same thing. And the next day, how like, the type of patience God has to even give us more days to keep pushing them off. It's a sacrifice. Oh, my gosh. It's a sacrifice. He sacrifices for us. He even, he goes against his best desires. Just to what? Give us an opportunity. And it didn't always operate like that. Nah. Some like he used to he was rough. Nah. He 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 used to be about the W. <laughs> All about it. He didn't care. He didn't. He but didn't. now he realized he's like, it, I love them. Even the angel said, Who is man that thou art mindful of him? You're concerned about them. And about the your here's the thing. God's win. Is you winning in him. That's his W. But the problem is, is that your W is you winning without in him. you. Yeah, just totally without him. It's a win-win situation because both people want you to win. But only one person will be successful. And that's God. And if you can't realize that, then you'll never see that taking a loss here is going to gain me. It's like a person who's, you, you, they say that they do music, but then you go to their house and they don't got no equipment. No. They always borrow stuff from you. So I, this is what I realized. I realized that you are a hobbyist. No, nah, dog, I'm not a hobbyist. I'm a musician. You don't even have your own piano. That's because I can't afford one. Yo, those are some nice sneakers you got on. That's because I can't afford a piano, though. Yo, those some nice. That's a nice outfit you got on. No Yo, sacrifice. It's no sacrifice. Not even for yourself. The, 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 only for the person you are right now. We never take an L for the person we'll be. We always take an L for the person we are, and that's an L. That's the irony of watching people dream. It's, it's always the irony for me because, you know, you got to watch it on a daily basis on yeah. Instagram. And they like, yeah, it's time to level up, glow up season and all of that stuff. And then, you know, I know time hop is, is chewing them up because <laughs> every every year is the same thing. Every year is the same thing. You know, you start something, you don't finish it. And then you move to something new and, and stuff like that. Never escaping the fact that we, we're struggling with sacrifice and we're struggling with discipline. Because they're running from the L's. Running from the L's, just necessary. running from them, instead of running to them. Yeah, it's necessary. You're going to take an L, but let, let's make it mean something. I talk with so many young people, Philip, who have so many dreams and aspirations. And then when you tell them the reality of what it takes, what it truly takes to be successful in life, that it doesn't just take somebody who's willing to sacrifice in the way that you understand. But it takes a person who's willing to sacrifice even their dream for God's purpose. Absolutely. That's the person who really feels fulfillment in life. That's deeper than the person who just had their dreams come true. Because I've seen people have a dream and I've seen it come true. And I've seen them stand around like, now what? 
That's the question I, I I challenge everybody to ask. Ask yourself now what or then what? Then like, what? Then, then like what? like after you do what you you plan on doing this year, after you accomplish everything on your vision board, then what? I seen a couple people who since they was kids, they knew what they was going to be. Yeah. And they didn't went to high school, they didn't went to college, they did the interns, they did the residencies, they did all of this. And now they are who they always designed themselves to be. But this is here's the thing. This ain't no movie where once you get it, then the credits roll. Life goes on. Now what? See, dreams have to be bigger because we have to understand that dreams pale in comparison to God's will. Absolutely. God's will gives us the fulfillment. It gives us a long lasting purpose. It gives us a a a. a, a a, a an ability to sustain purpose. It's like once you do something, like these guys worked so hard all their life to get to the NFL. And at one point, they become, this is how I knew I was old, is that people that are the same age as me are now retiring from the NFL. So you see a 37-year-old guy is like, I don't got the gas in the tank no more. And I'm like, if he, this brother don't got the gas, I know I'm past E right now. Yeah. He's like, I don't have the gas in the tank no more. But he has, to, he still has to live. Yeah. The credits don't roll on this movie. Mm-mm. He, what is, what are you going to do next? That's going to sustain you. That's going to sustain you and give you fulfillment and purpose. And this is how we get into situations because you broke your neck and you focused on that girl or that guy. And for the last three to four years, that's all you could think about. Now you married to him. Now what? It's the question. Now always... we need a house. We need a house. So now we getting we moving out of apartment. We get in the house. Now we sitting around in the house. Now what? Go get some kids now. Well, now we need kids, and <laughs> yeah. we got we got three kids now, and they keep us busy. And then all of a sudden, we stand in that their weddings and their graduations and their uh, all of that, and we like now what? The only thing that doesn't lead to a dead end is what we do in God, and it's something that only I, what you do for Christ will last. That's word. That's word. Only what you do for Christ will last. You everything else. That we're doing is is a sacrifice for something that will pass away. I don't want to invest time in something that is for a limited time. The, the, the smart money is to put your limited time into eternity. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. It's, what am I saying? That's you, you take your short money and make it long money. Come on now. It's silly to invest in something it won't last. It's like everybody who ever put money in the AOL. That's why they call it the, the internet boom. It's because it literally goes boom. boom. Yeah. With Whoever everything. got in, they got in, they got rich, but AOL died out. It's done. Everything will. I mean, MySpace died out. I mean, this Facebook, Instagram will die it's out. It's all going to die out. Y'all like well, my what, what? What will my kids' social media look like? It, it won't be Instagram. It won't. it won't be Twitter. It used to be Black Planet and all that stuff. It used to be Black Planet. <laughs> Everybody was on Black Planet. It used to be MySpace. Yeah. These things evolve. They grow. Nothing lasts, and we sacrifice so much for these things. We take L's. So there's, there's this important part of verse 8 that, that shares two different, well, actually three different points that I want to make sure we share before we get out of here. Number one, he says, for his sake. Everything we do has to be for God's sake. You know how people say, for God's sake. No, seriously. We have to do things for God's sake. If it's not for God's sake, it's a win for you and it's an L for God. He ain't. He's not rocking like that. He's not rocking with that. He's out to win. He's Michael Jordan. He's out to win. So when even when you think you winning, that only makes him turn up more because he won't be satisfied until he wins. If it's not for his sake, then you're playing against him. That stuff don't even matter in your obituary. Them stats like <laughs> don't even show up in your obituary. It, we, me and Antoinette was joking about it because. We won two telly awards uh-huh. for the work we did for the hospital. 
And the lady had them up on her shelf. And we was like, oh, we ain't get ours. And she was like, well, you know, I'll give you the information so you can get y'all trophies too. And we looked at each other. We don't want no trophy. Huh. Like, what are you going to do? What am I? It's, it's not a trophy that even people know about. Like, just now I said the Telly Awards. Po- yeah. Folks right now, they like, I don't know what a Telly Man, is. I'm thinking about Teletubbies. Right. And no, don't, don't nobody know what a Telly is. And I joked around with Antoinette, and I was like, well, I'm going to put it in front of my name, like two-time Telly Award winner, Forrest Hall. It means nothing to people. No, nah, I don't. Now, if I say a two-time Grammy Award, that means something to people. Yeah. But- all of that stuff, because it's based on what they know and not what you know, it's worthless. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? That's And that's exactly why a lot of people don't see worth in the things of God. Absolutely. Because they're going off of what other people know and understand. And since other people don't give you trophies for serving God, Mm-mm. you don't get awards for serving God. Nobody nobody stands and gives you a stand ovation when you walk in church and say, for an awesome week of just keeping your hands to yourself, not cussing nobody out, not doing this. Why? Because we don't get trophies for that stuff. Man, we don't get trophies from God for that stuff here. No. It, it, it don't happen here. It's like, and a lot of people feel like, you know, God going to bless me. You gonna, Man, he wants you to live for eternity so you can live for eternity. That's, his, that's the real blessing. The things he give me down here, I realize, folks, y'all can call them blessings. I realize they're necessities. You don't pour your child a bowl of cereal and be like, here you go, I'm blessing you. No, you realize this thing ain't really a blessing. It's a necessity. It's a blessing to have necessities. But the true reward. Oh, man. The true reward. That we're going to receive. It's not on this earth. No, it's not. The true championship trophy that we're going to get, we get to share that win with God. But it's his win. Yeah. Because his goal from John 3.16 was what? At the beginning of the season, every team say what their goal is. What's their goal? Get to the Super Bowl and win. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. John 3.16 let us know what his goal was for the season. What was his goal? That we shall not perish, but, but have everlasting life. Every play God draw, drawing up. Oh, my goodness. It's to get us there. Oh, my goodness. Not to get us to the mills. Oh, my goodness. Not to, to have us oh. with a nice house in L.A. Yeah. Every play he drawing up is not to get me a car, not to get me a woman, not to get me three kids, a house, and three cats. It's to get me back to him. And on this chessboard, he don't mind sacrificing pawns. <laughs> he don't mind. He sacrifices everything. <laughs> He sacrificed Judas. He said Judas was a vessel of dishonor. Designed. Designed. For that purpose. For the purpose of winning you all. Pharaoh was a vessel of dishonor. Designed. For that purpose. Also that you could be designed as a vessel of honor. Man. If I have to put everything on the table for his sake, that's the first one. Second part, I have suffered the loss of all things. You're going to suffer loss, but not the loss of some things, the loss of all things. Not that I'm going to be broke, but that I'm broke from my attachment to money. Yeah. Now I'm I'm thinking I was like, I'm I'm thinking of having a T-shirt to just say I'm broke. Yeah. Because he breaks me from everything that I was attached to. See, we got to look at loss the right way. I didn't lose everything. I lost all things. It's a difference. Those things in the way. Things are in the way. Things are, are not living. They're not adamant. Even people, when we make them things, they are no longer living. This is the reason why women don't understand. You have to demand that men value you beyond your body because once they make you a object, you are no longer alive to them. Yeah, it's a, it's a rat. <laughs> they wonder how a woman can be screaming stop and a man don't stop because you don't acknowledge things that are not alive. If that burger that was in your hand screamed stop, you would not. 
Nah, he wouldn't. You want to know why? Because that cow scream stop. Yeah. If that bacon scream stop, you wouldn't stop. Want to know why? Because that pig scream stop. But we don't see it as a living thing. We don't see it as a pet. We see it as a what, Philip? Object. Object. So yeah. when men see women as objects, is when women see men as objects. The understanding that they are living humans is lost on them. Yeah, I mean that's that's definitely relationships one on one these days. It's just like, you know, we I, I might see my marriage as a goal that I had since I was thirteen, or I might or, or for a guy I might see that woman as man. Like, and guys really do do this. Yeah. That as a bet or as a challenge, like oh man, I, I said I was going to get her in like two weeks. And I'm going to tell you this with all the sincerity of my heart: it is hard for the human to see beyond the flesh because he is or she is flesh. Yeah. In order for us to see beyond the flesh, my mind, my perceptions, my reasoning, my thinking must be spiritual. So don't tell me that you are dealing with a man if he is not a man of God. Don't tell me you're dealing with a woman if she's not a woman of God, because she will only see you as an object that serves her purpose. And if you don't, they have a hard time staying connected to you. Yeah, because, I mean, all, all things get old, as we, we spoke earlier. Like anything that isn't attached directly to God it, it has an expiration date, whether yeah. it be money, whether it be relationships, whatever the case is. Like I can't can't get married just because. Hey, you know, I always wanted that green wedding, or I, I you know, I told my girlfriends yeah. that I'm gonna make this relationship mean something. So here's the thing: I want y'all to post. It's time for you to throw out the people, the places, and the things in your life because they're not the way they should be. But when I tell you to throw away your wife, I'm not telling you to throw her physically away. I'm telling you to throw your physical perception of her away. It's going to die anyway. It's God's job. Count it, suffer loss that you might value the spiritual nature of these things, the spiritual purpose of these things. That's why... We struggle in our marriages because we don't throw out the f- the fleshly ideas of this person. Yeah, the affection, the emotion, those things actually kill them. They kill That's them. the thing that we suffer loss of. We don't suffer the loss of God's things. We suffer the loss of things. The spark not there no more. <laughs> yeah, the thrill is gone. The spark's not there. Irreconcilable differences I don't really see things the way you see them. I've spent all my life focused on you and never focused on myself. I need some me time. These are people who have yet to suffer loss. They have yet to count these things lost, not for your sake or my sake, but for God's sake. That's what I'm looking at. People like I'm talking to you like for God's sake, Philip. Yeah. Cut her off. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. For God's sake, force, cut that business off. Yeah. For God's sake, put it on the line. Sacrifice it. Live John 3.16 out. For Philip so loved God that he gave his only begotten job. <sighs> that if God sees that and believes in him, he will not cause him to perish, but give Philip everlasting life. The focus it's the focus. The focus has to be f- f- on living for eternity. And we're dealing with uh, uh, a, 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 a group of people who don't even like talking about death. So it's very, very hard to, to actually talk about what we should be focused on, which is the death, the and, physical death of and us. And that's the crazy thing, Philip. We have a hard time talking about death because we don't experience it on a daily basis. When we should. Yeah. We should be used to death because we cause things to die every day in our lives. And because we spend most of our lives trying to help things live and survive, that when something actually dies, we get afraid. Even my, myself, I've, I've, like, there's certain things about me I had to change. 
And then changing those things, I felt like I was dying. Because you were. I was like, hey, man, you, you're literally you're killing yourself. You're yourself. You know what I was just sharing with somebody today? I said, um, we, we look at it as keeping it real. Yeah. But keeping it real is based on your reality. So if your reality is in the world, keeping it real goes wrong. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But when your reality is in God, keeping it real brings life. But don't tell me you're keeping it real if your reality ain't God. I don't. You keep that real. Because it's not really a real. Like I, It's a real. A lot of people, it's they, a real they're addicted to lies. I know, but it's a real. Oh, you yeah. want to know why it's a real to them? Because th- that's their reality. That's, true. that's why they gravitate to the Cardi B's or the Tiffany Haddish's and they look at them and say, those women are keeping it real. Why are you think they keeping it real? Oh, because we look at the world and that see that as reality. Yeah, raw and reckless. So when you see somebody who shows restraint, discretion, who watches what they say, who loves, who, who practices discernment. They being fake. They being fake. Oh, the old fake Christian. You know, we we talking that talk today, boy. They being fake. You you phony. You not really like that. Why am I not really like that? Because that's not how life is. That's not how your life is. The Bible says that I can have life and have it more abundantly. He wasn't talking about your life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's basing things on a reality. I was talking with somebody and I said, I said, real talk. Do you do you want to have children? And they was like, yeah. And I was like, do you want to have children without a, a husband? So I don't really worry about that no more because, you know, like people do it all the time. So just because people do it all the time and kids survive it all the time, we're under the assumption that that's the best thing to put them in. Just because we are used to seeing it and it's our reality. We don't ask ourselves, is this the reality that I want for my child? No, it's it's a selfish you know, you know way what I'm of saying? thinking. Yeah, it, we 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 come to terms with a reality, and we never think that there could be more, or that we can aspire to be greater. Because we like, why try when this is the reality I've always known? Because nobody wants to walk into a new reality that can afford us and give us a life that grows and doesn't perish. That's what he's trying to give us: everlasting life. That we're whatever we connect with on earth is on earth as it is in heaven. That we are engaged with the everlasting. That I have an everlasting love in my marriage. I have an everlasting love in every aspect of my life. I have an everlasting peace. I have an everlasting joy. These things, anything that's everlasting is connected to heaven. Right. Anything that's temporal, he said that. I mean, I'm just pretty much paraphrasing scripture here. He said that that which is of the flesh is temporal. That which is of the spirit is eternal. It proves itself daily. Proves itself daily. The last thing is, he said, he said, I suffer for his sake. I suffer the loss of all things and count them as rubbish. Now, the word count means consider, to think, to reason as. And so the third thing that people have to do is they have to consider the things around them as rubbish. They have to change the way they value. They have to change their priorities. So when you hear somebody say, yeah, I'm saving up money. Uh, What are you saving up money for? I'm saving up money to get these uh, $500 shoes. That's a person who hasn't counted these things as rubbish yet. Yeah. When you see a person crying, you're like, what are you crying for? Uh, well, you know, my wife, she said some hurtful things to me. And you're like, bro, you still haven't counted your wife rubbish. You haven't. Well, she she rubbed me the wrong way. She got under my skin. You haven't counted your wife rubbish. What does rubbish mean? Rubbish means you haven't counted them as worthless. Yeah. Trash. Now, I'm not telling you go to your spouse and be like, you know, you trash, right? No, what I'm telling you is that the thing that's temporal is trash. And if you actually saw that as just rapping, you would uh, you would rip that stuff off and see and see, and see yeah. the true gift. Yeah. Nobody on Christmas Day is rips 
the, the carefully takes off the wrapping and says, thank you. I always wanted this. You know, this is just the presentation. Yeah. And so you rip it off and it's just paper everywhere. Yeah. There's no thought to the paper. We give so much thought to the flesh, Philip. I know. When the flesh just houses the true gift, which is what? Spirit. Your wife is a spirit. Her spirit has no measurements. Her spirit has no quantitative value of beauty. Yeah, my wife's a four. My wife a six. My wife, if she get in the gym, she could be a seven. Man, even that look stuff, it perishes. It, it's all perishing. Yeah. It's all perishing. I don't care if you're 20 years old and people consider you a nine. Give it 20 years. That number don't go up. It goes down. It definitely goes down. And if you don't believe me, Ask yourself why these rich, famous people go under the knife and get their faces pulled, tightened, tucked, flipped, snatched. (laughs) Why are they doing these things? They're doing it because they're trying to maintain something that is temporal. It's like trying to keep the sun up when it's nighttime. It's like trying to hold the moon up when it's time for morning. That's true. It's inevitable. It's inevitable. It's not built to last. It's, it's like Des Bryant. <laughs> he's he's filing a, a grievance, a complaint, because he said that the NFL teams are colluding against him to not give him a chance to play. And he doesn't realize the reality is, is that you're not the same person you were 10 years ago. Right. That there's a time where life goes on. Yeah. And it, when you are later in your years, you need to be a little more humble. Yeah. Because people don't have to tolerate you when you're not the same viable commodity you once were. Exactly. And that's your prime no more. That's just you're not in your prime no more. And that's the reality. That's the reality of all of us is that people move in a certain way because they feel a certain way about yourself. And that's the problem with, with God can't use that. It, it's not a win for him. Even artists, like artists, you should die creating music. Right. But because you're caught up in this world's temporal system, you let them tell you that you're out of style. Because it happens. We were just having a conversation about that. Musicians, like, what's what's next for musicians? Because, you know, you you think you're hot right now at, at, at 27 or 30, and there's somebody at 15 doing the same exact thing you're doing. But doing and you feel the weight of that because you caught up in the rubbish of life. Exactly. Instead of just flowing in the beauty of what God deposited in you, yeah. you're dealing in the rubbish of the surface of humanity. It's sad. So it ain't got you making wrong turns. I don't care how old I am. I'm still going to create because I know what God deposited in me. It's not based on, well, do you think the young people going to like this? You think the old people going to like this? I don't care who like what. Who is this podcast catered to? This podcast catered to God. It's a win for him. Yeah. If nobody listens, it's a win for him. Yeah. I'm recording it for him. It's obedience over audience. We always say that, and I forgot to say it this time, but I'm saying it now. It's obedience over audience. It always is. I have to lead that with that mind so that I'm always taking L's for him. I was I was a youth minister before. Somebody, a guy, I ain't say somebody. Unfortunately, somebody didn't, but I wish they did. But God had to shake me and let me know, you can't operate. Trying to appease them. That's an L for me. Yeah. You have to operate trying to appease me. Don't walk around here trying to talk slang to young people. Don't walk around here trying to be hip to young people. They'll never be satisfied. They'll never be satisfied because you're trying to appease somebody who doesn't even know what causes them true pleasure. That's the reality of it. He said, I do all of that. I do things for his win. I consider everything else a loss if it doesn't give him a win. I consider anything that doesn't consider give him a win as rubbish and trash and worthless. I do it all that I may gain Christ. Right. Are you doing things in your marriage that your marriage may gain Christ? 
Are you doing things in your business that your business may gain Christ? Are you doing things in your life that your life may gain Christ? If you're not, you're taking an L for no good reason. It is not an investment. It's not. It's you cashing out. It's like a person got a little bit of money in their 401k and they cash it out. And people are like, what are you cashing out that money for? To get a car. Right. <laughs> to get a house. That's not an investment. That's a divestment. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. That's the reality of where we at. And so to close out, Romans 12 and 1 talks about what it means to truly be a sacrifice is that our whole life is an L. It says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercy of God, to present your bodies as a living Sacrifice. I am a walking, talking L. When people make fun of me, you're right. Yeah. People, Christians get mad when people talk about them. They're right. You know how corny it is that you do a Christian podcast? You're right. You know how corny it is that all you do is talk about God on social media? You're right. It's, it's more corny than you showing what you ate yesterday. It's more corny than you taking a picture of every single place you go. It's more corny than you sitting in the back of a studio talking about we making hits and you won't let us hear what you made because you know it's not a hit. (laughs) Picture speaks a thousand words, but a song can speak a million. Let us hear the song. Yeah. That's just a side note. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, nah, that's real. The, it, it's funny. I'm. T- I started keeping track of all the people that say they're making hits, and I'm like, okay, it's been a year now. When this thing go? When they letting this hit out? It's in the oven. This is still cooking, man. All of these things. I am a L. And if you not okay with that as a Christian, you got a problem. I love messing with Christians because you they you could trip them up real quick to make them to to realize within them that they are still focused on the rubbish of life. Yeah. You'd be like, man, you know, if if I was out there in that world, I, I, I wasn't getting no women anyway. You're like, speak for yourself, man. And I could still do it. Okay. It, it, you just help me know that you still interested in rubbish. Yeah, it's no need, it's no need to flex that. You don't need to flex like that. I don't need to even need to deal in that because... I am a living sacrifice. I'm a living L, holy and acceptable. Here's the good part. My L is a win to God. Therefore, it's a win to me because he sees my L and said it's holy and acceptable. I know it can get stressful, Phil. Yeah. When you constantly take your L's and you get weary in it. But trust, at that moment, you need to think about how God sees you. Yeah, you can get weary because you caught up in how you see you. Yeah, you don't. Oh need, my goodness! You, like he, he, he definitely don't want us to see it like how we see it. And he's, I mean, he speaks about it all throughout the Bible. But our our views should be his views. Our eyes should be his eyes, and what we feel, and what we love, and what we hate. Like he speaks it plainly. Like love the things I love, hate the things I hate. And, yeah. And I think we don't adopt that. That consciousness when we make our actions and even when we alone and we meditating on certain things, I feel like we need to meditate on what's making him proud. Because if me losing makes him proud, I'm fine with it. Yeah. Here's the, the, the cool part of it is he says, which is your spiritual worship or your reasonable service, your reasonable service to God, your natural worship to him is taking else is living a life that constantly is putting you on the back burner and putting God in the forefront. That's the reality of this. That is sacrifice. I'm so excited to actually be in a place to sacrifice for God. Episode 63 is about sacrifice. I want you guys to understand your loss needs to be God's gain. If it's your loss and it ain't God's gain, it's just a loss. I'm Forrest Hall. Philip Hall. God bless. We are headed to a little more matters to talk about this just a little bit more because I'm a little turned up about it. God bless.